0: Welcome to the Growth Lab. I am Taj Singh, personal growth enthusiast, world traveler, sales professional, on a spiritual journey to live my highest expression. This podcast is meant for individuals looking to evolve in all aspects of their lives. I interview leaders and coaches that have a passion to grow beyond the status quo and expand into their highest potential. Let's dive into it as we help you get 1% better with every episode. What's up everyone excited to announce your guest for episode 18 Peter Lyons Peter is a yogi an empath a thinker a problem solver a student of life a teacher a healer a sales leader and a reckless optimist as a yoga teacher he's on a mission to inspire and empower 10 million people to realize and actualize their full potential using the tools they learn on their mats to improve every area of their life. Personally, Peter and I are good friends. We met through a mastermind group in San Francisco, and he's truly one of the most genuine and down-to-earth people I know, and I'm excited for you all to hear his story. In this episode, we cover how attending a mastermind immersion was the catalyst for a lot of transformation in his life, overcoming health challenges, and has changed perspective on disease and Peter's take on nutrition, getting into the path of yoga and becoming a yoga teacher. And also, we end with a quick meditation in the end. So make sure you stay until the end. Let's not wait any further and dive right into Episode 18. Peter, thank you for joining the Growth Lab. Hey, my man, it's good to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you for this episode, Peter. we were actually talking about this prior to us, you know, starting the recording. Actually, Peter and I, the way we met was through Epic Impact, which is a a mastermind group. They're now called Abundant. Um, And that was such a pivot point for Peter. Uh, And I remember distinctly talking to Peter about the transformation that was happening in his life. Uh, So Peter, I want to go back to that period. And I think even prior to us meeting, there was a lot of transformation. That period was very transformational for you uh, just, just overall in life. Um, so let's go back to that. Like, what was the the initiation into this program? And what, what, what is this mastermind for people that, that haven't heard about it or, or haven't heard in previous episodes because I have other guests that have, uh, that have been a part of this program too. Um, and then some of the things that transparent around it.
1: Sure. Yeah. Well, first of all, Hey everybody. Nice to, uh, nice to meet you if we haven't met yet. And Tage, thanks so much for having me on the, on, the, on the podcast. I think what you're doing here is really cool. Yeah, Epic Impact was such a pivotal experience for me. It was a mastermind group that we were a part of. It was a bunch of, who was it? Sales professionals, CEOs, people that were looking to grow their businesses, but also their personal development. And the very first event that I went to was out in Palm Springs. And I, it was so pivotal for me because I realized at the time That what the way I was living my life and what I was doing, and you know, so many people have the same exact story. Where you know, for me, I was a total fuckboy before. Can I curse? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, sorry, (laughs) yeah, I was, I was, you know, kind of just living my life, having a great time. And at that event, I realized that the direction that I was heading in was not pointing me towards the destination that I wanted to make it to. So I realized that I was living my life out of alignment. And that was sort of the the opportunity for me to first really, really notice that and say, oh, shoot, if I still want to actually get there, which I do, then I need to turn some things in the other direction and make a big pivot here. So that was, a, that was a big, big experience for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So what was out of alignment, right? Like who was the Peter that was out of alignment and who was the Peter that was trying to get in alignment, right? Like what was the, what was the difference? Sure. Um, well, I mean, for starters, I
1: always wanted to be a dad. I wanted to have a beautiful family. I wanted to, um, I wanted all of the, you know, the worldly successes obviously, but I, I think the, the biggest part for me was, was realizing that I, I always had this desire to be a family man but i was not acting (laughs) like a family man at the time as many men young men in their in their early 20s do not and just my lifestyle at the time i shortly after that event did the tony robbins personal power program too which was another big that was an opportunity for me to kind of take a lot of the things that i learned at that event and put them into action over the course of a month. So that's when I quit smoking cigarettes. Uh, I stopped drinking nearly as much as I had been before. Um, I was going to a lot of raves, a lot of parties. I was doing all uh, all of the fun stuff that you do at those types of places. And it was wild, man, the serendipity. After that event where I made that decision that I need to turn some things around, it was like two weeks later that I met my wife. And I, I mean, she wasn't my wife at the time, but <laughs> she is now. And uh, you know, the rest is history. Hopefully, but the yeah, it was so crazy. So I, I, I stopped smoking cigarettes, and I think that's when my real personal development started as well. And that's when my my health journey started as well too because I've struggled with Crohn's disease and rheumatoid arthritis my whole life, a whole lot of autoimmune conditions. And my whole life I was just dealing with them with medication You know, through college. I was taking a leave every single day because I was always in physical pain and I was taking Humira for my Crohn's disease to kind of cut down the inflammation. And I realized very shortly afterwards that if I kept on doing those, it was gonna completely cut my immune system. And then I saw people that were getting really sick in their older years after taking these things for a really long time. And I was like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. I was taking those things and doing them because it was the easy way to kind of deal with a lot of the symptoms, which is what I think a lot of people do is we deal with the symptoms in our life, which, uh, ha- which isn't really getting to the root cause. So that's when I realized, Hey, I need to figure out how to do this in a more natural way too. So that was a pivot for me in my personal life and my relationship life. Um, in my career as well. And then also with my health too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so just transforming you know, all aspects of life from, from that specific event. So let, let's back up in, in that specific event. Like what was, the, what was the compelling reason you went to this event? I know everyone has their own enrollment story with this mastermind, right? And and anything transformational that happens, you know, there's a trigger point or something happens, uh, you know, how did you find out about this program, right? And then once you were in the program, what was it that like showed you that you are not in alignment, right? So um, there's the biggest thing in transformation is awareness, right? Like once you become, once you, once you start to garner that um, awareness to say, this is not in alignment with who i want to become so so two questions right like what was it that like compelled you to join this this mastermind that was that became the catalyst for your transformation and then also what was it in the event that showed you that you were out of alignment sure that's a great question it was actually it was just a personal
1: invitation from a friend that's all it was and you know it's it's easy to overlook how far that can go and You know, if you're doing something positive in your life right now, then one of the best things that you can do for the other people that you care about in your life is to share it with them. Mm. It's as simple as that. And there was a friend that cared about me that was doing the mastermind that was part of it. And he thought that it was something that I would benefit from. And he cared about me and he reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to to come check out an event. And I, you know, hesitated a little bit, but, you know, I thought long and hard about it and I realized, you know, Hey, what the heck? (laughs) So I did. And then at the event itself, I remember it was one specific line ben, uh, that Ben said. He said, it was so simple and it was in passing. It had nothing to do with the event itself. But his girlfriend, wife at the time now, was supporting the group in the event. And he was just so grateful. And I got to see this dynamic where she was supporting him in what he was meant to do with his life. And I looked at this and I was like, whoa, this is kind of cool. So he's living an epic life right now, you know, doing really cool things that I would love to do someday. And he has a partner who's just supporting him in it. Because for a long time, you know, I just, it was just a paradigm shift for me. I always had this view that being in a relationship meant not having fun. And that being in a relationship meant, you know, I can't go out and I can't go out with my buddies and I can't go drinking. And I always viewed it as a very limiting thing. Like I can't do this, I can't do that. But then I started looking at it from the positive of, oh, it means that you can do all of these other things. And he said something in passing. He said, if you wanna be an epic man, you gotta find yourself an epic woman or man or whatever your preferences are, I guess. And I was like, oh, huh. I was like, yeah, I guess if I find myself an epic woman, then that would like help me to be a more epic man. And that's all it was. That was just that simple paradigm shift. And then a lot of the other shifts that came after that, the, you know, getting into yoga and finding a new functional medicine doctor that was helping me to get off the medicines. All of that happened when I found myself an epic woman in Esther. And it was just kind of one thing led to the next thing. And,
0: you know, now yeah. we're
1: here. And obviously there's a long way to go still, but... Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah that's amazing man and and that's the thing about like pivot points or pivot uh, periods in your time like just it seems very subtle when it happens when you look back it's like oh wow like that little thing you know was the domino effect in so many different things happening and you can kind of look back and reflect on it um, now often mastermind you talked about meeting esther and esther is your is your wife um, how did that happen was that just you know, right after the event, like, you, like what, what, what transpired there. And then you mentioned some other areas start like other dominoes started to fall. Right. So let's talk about some of those things. Uh, but let's start with like, how did you meet Esther and then some of the, the other things that happened uh, thereafter? It was,
1: it was really organic.
0: Uh, the two of us were uh, our,
1: one of her friends was roommates with my friend and we were both just ended up at the same New York city, tiny apartment hanging out, eating pizza on a, on a Saturday afternoon. And you know, the rest was, uh, the rest happened really, really quickly after that, Mm -hmm. because we were hanging out for a couple hours in an apartment together and just sitting on the couch next to each other. I, you know, taught her how to use Snapchat for the first time. And we talked about everything and found out that her office was only a couple, a couple blocks away from my office. So we went on our first date the next morning, actually. We got juice together. And then the following morning was a Monday. And the total creeper that I am, I was walking to work and I passed what I remembered she said was her office building. Because we were talking about, you know, I'm on this corner, I'm this, you know, office number. So I was like, oh, that's a normal thing to do. Let me take a picture of her office while I'm walking past it and text it to her. All of her friends were like, this dude's a creeper. You should stay away from him. And yeah, we went on a date that day for lunch and every day after that for the rest of the week. And
0: yeah, it just happened so quickly, so quickly. Yeah. But yeah, it, it go ahead. Now I was just going to say like a couple of things that like pop out in, in what you shared, right? Like as I'm following the journey along, right? Like from the mastermind itself, when you went to it, right? Like there was a misalignment and you wanted to become a family man, right? Like that was the intention. And then you went, went into the mastermind and from there, like your intention was clear, like this, I need to change some of my ways. And with that intention, something organic happened, right? Like, so it's like, that's the thread that I'm picking, picking up, obviously for you, it was super important, you know, that happening and how that triggered. But like, I can see the thread of like, you know, having that intention And then it kind of starting to, to unfold right after, like rather quickly uh, after, after the mastermind ended.
1: Uh, Right. So yeah, life happens so quickly when uh, I've realized that for myself personally, when I get clear on exactly what it is that I want, things just start falling into place Mm -hmm. and you just sort of head in the right direction. And I think every job that I've ever had has come through a recommendation or an introduction from somebody else. And I don't think it's because I'm super well connected. I think it's because I talk about what it is that I want with a lot of people with the people that I know and yeah, things they they've moved very, very quickly in, in that area. And another one of the things that that did spark so it was kind of a snowball effect that once I started spending time with Esther, I realized, hey, I, I want to change some things. And if I want to be a family man, then, you know, I should probably start taking care of myself personally and physically and, and health-wise as well. So that sort of that sparked that journey. And she was a big catalyst for that as well because she was much more connected with her body than I have ever been even realized was possible in that she so she became a vegetarian at a very young age because intuitively for her it felt like the right thing and she followed through with her with her gut instinct and she learned at a very young age her mother is super connected as well that if you eat certain foods pay attention and you'll feel a certain way like you can eat all the halloween candy you want but you're not going to feel good later and then, so she was able to make those decisions of, oh, you know, I really, my, my tummy really hurts right now. So I'm not going to eat the hollow. I'm not going to eat as much Halloween candy. Whereas I sort of, for a very, very long time, just shut all of those feelings down and didn't really care about how I felt and didn't really connect. You know, if I eat one thing, this is how I feel. If I eat a Big Mac then I'm not feeling so hot the next day, or this food, you know, gives me energy or, if I drink enough water, I have more energy and I feel better in my body. And if I do this type of exercise or that type of stretch, you know, just connecting the dots
0: was, was more than anything else, which you really, really helped me to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And the health piece you mentioned, right? Like, so the, the talk about like your challenges with the, the health problems you've had, right? Like and how you've been able to overcome some of them or, you know, find a way to deal with them. Like your relationship has changed. And I remember us having this conversation, um, in, in SF as well and how that was, was a big thing that you had to overcome in your life, right? So it just seems like all of that like started to unfold rather quickly once, once that you know, catalyst event or the, the mastermind happened, right? Like that event in itself, just we'll call it a situational event. That was the catalyst for a lot of transformation. Um, so, so talk about the health piece um, and how that transformed over time.
1: You're familiar with stoicism, Marcus Aurelius? Yeah. yeah. Um, for any of you that are that are not familiar, Stoicism is just a very practical life philosophy. Marcus Aurelius uh, was the emperor of Rome at the time. I forget what. Do you remember what century that was?
0: No, no, I don't.
1: A few thousand years ago, yeah. like long, long time ago. And it was so interesting because he was the most powerful man in the world at the time, and he could have done anything he wanted to and get away with it. He could have had all of the women and all of the riches and all of. You know, eat all the food that he wanted to, but he had this, uh, he, his journal that he wrote in, and it's now published as a book called Meditations. And it's not a coherent book, it's just random thoughts. And one of the thoughts that I really like is the impediment to action advances action. Something like what stands in the way becomes the way. Mm. Right. And Ryan Holiday. Uh, turn that into a book and it's called the obstacle is the way. So for me, something that I, I long viewed as my obstacle, which is my physical health. You know, I have gut problems at nine years old. I went into the hospital and they cut out my large intestine because it was inflamed. And that was the best thing that anybody knew how to do at the time. Like this organ is bleeding and it has all these lacerations in it, or I forget the word for it, but You know the the there's no way to heal it. It's beyond healing. We just have to cut this thing out. So that's what they did, and then you know the the issues went up further into my small intestine. So just a lot of digestive stuff, and I I got really pissed for a long time because I was like, you know, this is keeping me from doing the things that I want to do. But then the paradigm shift there was, no, it's not that this is an obstacle for the things that I should be doing. This is life telling me, hey, this is your new journey right now. The Mm -hmm. thing that you thought was blocking the road, this is the new quest that you're supposed to be on right now. And then I started to really own that and say my journey, my job, my mission, the thing that's most important to me right now, if I want to do anything else, I have to take care of myself. I have to heal my gut. I have to figure out what the heck I'm going to do to get off of the medications and, you know, do I have to change my diet? And I remember talking to a doctor and I said, well, what if I change my diet? What would happen then? And she said, it, didn't, it doesn't matter what you eat, you're always gonna have Crohn's disease. And I was like, well, yeah, but isn't that gonna help in any way? and it's it was so silly and that's when i when i really realized i need to find myself a doctor that's going to help me figure out because intuitively it makes sense that when you eat certain foods it's going to treat your digestive system in the right way and so, uh, since since then i've learned a lot about you know repopulating the gut microbiome and the issues that you can have especially if you take painkillers and antibiotics and you're killing the gut flora so i started i started down this journey and it's been A very long journey. And it's going to be from now until the rest of my life, it's going to be this continual journey. But I started to, to really own it and realize that this is something that is, you know, it's been given to me, this is the cross that I've been given to bear, this is the the obstacle that I've been given to overcome. And, you know, all that I pray right now is that in my journey, I'm able to uncover some things that not only help me, but that I can share some other people that can help them as well.
0: Mm, that's beautiful that's beautiful peter um you know i've 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 heard this you know when um your, your biggest trauma or your biggest difficulty becomes your biggest gift right so it's, it's it, it seems that way for you right like you've been able to gather so much perspective from from this happening from kind of looking at it as a um as a victim mentality to say like why is this happening to me to why is this, you know, this is happening for me. Like what what can I take out of it? Right. Um, and that's beautiful to see that how you've transformed that and 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 you're understanding and learning so much about health and 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 food. Right. And that's one thing that when I think about the medical system and and the relation to diet and the food nutrition that we eat and how it's not widely talked about, it's like it baffles my mind, specifically for a problem like yours, you know, to to what you just mentioned about like specifically with, with the stomach and, and the, the bacteria in the stomach, like how is diet not connected to that? <laughs> how is the nutrition not taught, mm-hmm. not, not connected to that. So, you know, overall, like what, what's your stand on nutrition now? Like what, how do you view, you know, how do you view a healthy um, nutrition diet for yourself? Like how do you look at it today? Yeah.
1: And uh, uh, to go back to what you were saying, I, there's a great quote. I can't remember it verbatim, But it says something like we're being fed by a food industry that pays no attention to our health and we're being taken care of by a health industry that pays no attention to our food. Hmm. So the two are so disconnected in many cases. Um, And yeah. So the way that I look at it right now is similar to if you have, if you guys haven't listened to the podcast that uh, that Tej and Garrett McDonald did, I highly recommend it. I really like how the two of you go back to this, just the the raw basics of it, and the most basic things that you can do for your health. And nutrition is one of the most important things that I've I've learned uh, is important to health. And you know, I don't necessarily follow a, a strict um, actually, I do. It's very, very strict, I think, what I do. But <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it started with, a, with an elimination diet. I think the book was called The Plan. was the first nutrition book that I read. I can't remember the author's name. But The Plan, it's a yellow book. And it walked me through how to do an elimination diet. So basically what I did was I cut out pretty much every kind of food and drink possible, except for a few very, very simple basic ingredients. And you do that, basically a cleanse for a couple of days. And then slowly you start introducing ingredients back one at a time. Mm -hmm. So you introduce one food and then you see how you feel with that. You look at your weight on the scale. Does it fluctuate more than half a pound? Because it shouldn't really fluctuate more than half a pound to a pound each day. If all of a sudden you get on the scale one morning and you weigh yourself consistently every morning, and then one morning you're four pounds heavier, you didn't gain four pounds of fat. That's inflammation in your body. Your body's holding on to water. It's retaining it so that you can heal. So that's your body telling you this was a food that didn't sit so well with me. So maybe I should eliminate that specific food. Mm-hmm. So that's when I really started to learn to pay attention to how things sat with me. So it's been a really, really long road. So there's a lot of, you know, the, 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 the high inflammatory foods that I eliminate from my personal diet, but, Other than than that, the things that I try to eat, just real food, it's as simple as that. Just eat real food that has nutritional value too. So when I look at food, I look at what is the value that this food is giving to me right now. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us look at food and we look at the pleasure that it's going to give us. How is this going to satiate how I feel right now? rather than looking at how is this gonna make me feel later today, tomorrow? How is this food gonna incorporate into my body? That is, it's gonna, cause it's gonna use the nutrition in this food to rebuild my heart and rebuild my fingernails and my gut. Like all of these parts of my body are rebuilt with whatever I put into it. So I wanna build a great body. So that's a long-term thing. So a lot of it is having, is looking, longer term rather than just how is this going to feel and how is this going to taste right now
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah i want to emphasize that point you know just like the immediate pleasure versus the the long-term gain and long-term feeling also and just even in the day you can you know it's like the immediate taste of something versus you know in an hour how do you feel like how does it affect your afternoon what you eat in the morning uh you know how does your evening get affected by the lunch that you're eating in the afternoon right like it's even when you start thinking that long term like even just a day time frame and you start to you know it's like that even in that you can start to look back and make you know better decisions and to your point like uh peter it's it's really the closer you can get to the ground Right? Like more, more real and natural is going to have a, have a, a great effect. And, and you're a testament to that, right? Like eating good food really does impact um, your health, especially you know, for you, you have to get really sensitive around that, right? Like you really have to kind of see what fits with your body and listening to your body and how your body reacts with the food that you're putting into your, into your body. Um, Yeah. And
1: don't get me wrong, pleasure is really important too. Like it's important that you enjoy the food that you eat, because if you're just trying to shove food down that tastes like absolute garbage, but (laughs) you know, Hey, this is good for me. Like you're not going to be able to, to sustain that for a long time. Just like you can't sustain a running regimen. If you hate running. Yeah. If you, if you dread, putting on your shoes and going out for a run, then the habit's not going to stick. If you despise practicing yoga, then you're not going to be able to stick with a routine. So it's important to create a pleasurable experience in it. So taking foods that you know are full of nutrition for you and realizing that if I eat organic spinach versus conventional spinach, there's actually a lot more nutritional value in the organic spinach. And it's actually going to do much more for my body because the soil is so depleted. Food Fix is a, is, a, is a great book by Dr. Mark Hyman that I recommend that everyone checks out. Kiss the Ground, the documentary as well. Have you seen that, Tej? No, I haven't. Kiss the Ground. Kiss the Ground, Kiss the Ground, yeah. It's on Netflix. It's a Woody Harrelson film, and it's really, really good. And it talks about just conventional farming and how our soil is so depleted that it's just dirt. And we're growing crops and we're overgrowing the same crops, corn, soy, and wheat. It's like 60% of our our nation's soil is being used, uh, of our farmlands is being used to grow those three crops because they're subsidized by the government. And it's like, well, how would you feel if 60% of your diet was corn, soy, and wheat? probably not so good so it's super interesting so it talks about how it's how we've been depleting the soil and there's not much nutritional value in it so if you want to get the real nutrition from the food just like you said go back closer to the ground. does this look like you know the stem of broccoli looks like a tree it looks like hey this is something that actually grew out of the ground versus what is a dorito yeah <laughs> what kind of tree does that
0: grow on <laughs> <laughs> the Dorito tree. <laughs> I'd love I mean, to see one of those. Maybe in someone's <laughs> version of heaven, <laughs> yeah.
1: you'll get a Dorito tree that's actually full of vitamins and nutrients.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but that's such an important point, though, because that can make uh, you know such a big difference when you start uh, thinking about what you're putting into your body and how it affects it. You know, And uh, I appreciate that you bring that up because it is a critical point um, in your life, right? Like it's, it's that, that changing of, of your diet and concentrating on health. Um, now you, you brought up yoga, right? And, and that's a big component of your life now. And you said that was also one of those kind of dominoes that fell and you got really involved in it. So how did you get involved into yoga? And, and today you're a yoga teacher, right? And, and shout out to you, um, peterlines.com, peterlinesyoga.com, right? Am I saying <laughs> yep. it right? Uh, yeah, peterlinesyoga.com. Uh, if, if you uh, want to do uh, a virtual yoga class, which I've done with Peter and, and they've been amazing classes. Um, but, you know, what was the, what was the initiation of yoga? How did you get into it? And then we can kind of really get into that a little bit more, like what that means for you, but what was the initiation into yoga?
1: Well, the first yoga class I ever took was with my cousin, Jeremiah and we just went to a, a gym yoga class with Yoga Bob at a New York Sports Club. And it was a great experience, I loved it. I had trained in many different styles of uh, martial arts at the time, the Midnight Blue Belt and Tung Sudo. Do and i had trained in gymnastics for many years so when i started yoga it was a very natural transition from a lot of the different things that i had done and it was one of the only things at the time that i could do that was low impact on the body so i did it a little bit with him we did some uh some yoga x from the p90x program that i know that you're you're getting back into there and i really started getting into yoga when i started dating esther again that snowball effect i started, it's amazing. Oh my God. It's so amazing. Like the, the, the way that we start to adapt to the people that we spend the most time with mm-hmm. and how important it is to spend time with people who lift us up rather than people that pull us down. So Esther was big into yoga at the time. So she was doing Bikram and we did a yoga class together. So, so for, she's got a different story than I do, but from, she was like, I want to see what this guy's made of. So she invited me to go to a Bikram class and you know, I lasted. And, and from her point of view, she was like, all right, like I see, I see what you're working with here. What she didn't realize until probably two years later, when I told her that I actually passed out during the yoga class, <laughs> she just didn't realize because she was hanging upside down, looking in the other direction. I'm in a forward fold here, literally hit the deck woke up got back up into the fold and by the time we turned to face the same same direction i was back in it and she had no idea what happened so thank god she didn't see that she probably would have broken up with me but yeah that's how I, that's how i got into yoga and then it became something fun that the two of us did together so we created a lot of positive experiences so to go back to the idea of it needs to be something that's pleasurable. I, I immediately started registering, hey, there's a lot of pleasure with doing yoga because, you know, I, I gained clout with this girl that I'm obsessed with. And, <laughs> you know, she thinks I'm cool for being able to do it. So that alone is enough <laughs> is enough reason right there. And I just felt amazing. You know, we were doing some hot yoga, we got into a bunch of different styles. And it was also something that we did as like a fun. Date like we'd try different classes. We would go to different studios, and obviously, it's very different now in the virtual world. But you know, whatever you can do with your uh, with with a friend or with uh, a romantic partner, just to kind of spice it up a little bit. If you're spending a lot of time at home, in particular, like it's a lot harder to find that variety and, and add that spice to your life. So I don't know what I would do now in the virtual world, but at the time, it was it was just. A magical experience being able to go to like a Friday night yoga class and then go out to dinner afterwards or on a Saturday, like meet up and go try a different studio. And we did a lot of like fitness type classes together. And I absolutely fell in love with it. And she wanted to be a yoga teacher. So she kind of inspired me. She did her training first, and then I did my training afterwards. And that was another realization that, hey, I want to put together all of these other things that I've done in my life that have really brought me joy And that's how I figured out, you know, if if you're looking forward to the future, what direction am I headed in? That's what really helped me to figure out what my North Star was, was by first looking into the past and saying, what are the things that have brought me the most joy over the course of my life? What were the moments that it was the most fulfilled? And I put all of those most fulfilling things together. And I realized that if I wanted to have the most fulfilling future, then teaching yoga was the way to do it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I remember us I talking about it too in the past. Where you know yoga really kind of brought that purpose um, live for you, right? Like once yoga started to come on and you started to teach it, it really uh, made your path clear and your north star more clear. Right? I remember you mentioning about in the future opening a retreat center. Uh, I, I remember that conversation that we had. Um, so how how did you know your your sort of the the, clear, the clearing of your north star and yoga being you know, the, the path forward, you know, how did that become clear? Was it just through, like you mentioned, because it brought you so much joy and it brought you, um, you know, a sense of fulfillment that you knew this is it? Or was there other things that prompt, prompted you? And obviously you made, a, um, you made a recent move to go completely into teaching yoga virtually, right? So um, that's now, but what was, it, what was it back then like that, you know, yoga was the thing for you? That was actually at another Epic Impact event. It was just a really cool meditation experience
1: that we did. And it was a beautiful visualization of what does your life look like in the future? And, you know, there's obviously a lot of breath work that we did before that, but it was just visualization exercises of, you know, your future. I think it was, it was the spaceship one where your future self comes to you and then brings you into the future, super meta. And then shows you what your future is like. And all of this is happening in your head (laughs) after you've done some crazy SRI breath work. So you feel like you're flying high. And then all of a sudden, like your high ass mind is in a spaceship and then you're in the future (laughs) and it was crazy. And then I saw myself and I was like, oh, that's what it looks like. And and then I came back and I just, uh, I realized, man, I get so much joy out of helping other people to experience breakthroughs and so much joy out of helping other people to be happy and to be healthy and i i get so high after i practice yoga just a lot of breathing and moving and just feeling so good in my own body that i
0: just want to share that with other people that's all Mm -hmm. yeah that's beautiful yeah and it's, it's interesting i i love the point around looking back at your life and really Pointing out the, the the periods of joy that you've had, or you know times that you felt the most fulfilled, to kind of find the path forward, um, mm. and and that that such an important point, you know, because a lot of times when you kind of figure you want to figure out the next step, that's really how you can do it, right? And also what's happening in the present, right? Like what gets you most excited to get up in the morning, right? Like following that, um, so. When 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 you think about now moving forward and what you want to do with yoga, right? Like I know you're teaching it virtually at this point. Like, what's your vision moving forward of how this evolves? Is it just like taking a day at a time and just offering uh, you're know, offering your your uh, yoga practice to others? Like, what does it look like moving forward for you?
1: I just want to get more people practicing yoga, man. That's it. <laughs> yeah, just try it. I don't care if it's with me. I don't care if it's with somebody else. Just Just get on a yoga mat and move your body. It's incredible. So I started teaching 20-minute morning classes. So, I mean, not everyone has an opportunity to get on a mat for 60 minutes or 90 minutes in the morning and and do a full yoga practice. But you could do 10 minutes. You could do 20 minutes. And the thing that I've realized and through the group of people that we're working with right now, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful group of human beings. And we've been doing it every day for this entire month where we get up together, we get on our mats, we breathe, and we move for 20 minutes. And it's life-changing for these people, man. It's life-changing just the quality of people's health and the presence that they can bring into their relationships and their work and their family life with their kids. And just the way that doing something like this so simple for 20 minutes the way that it can transform every other area of someone's life, it's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. So I, that's what I wanna do, man. I just wanna, I just wanna share this opportunity with, with other people to, to experience the same thing. Yeah. So that's my vision and whatever I can do, whatever I can do to facilitate and empower people to do that.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Why do you think yoga does that? Right? Like what's your, what's your understanding of yoga? Right. And, and why is it so important for people to practice it, even if they're practicing it for 20 minutes? Mm, well,
1: it's, I mean, it's such an ancient practice. This thing that it's something that people have been practicing for thousands and thousands of years and you've had a great experience with yoga and it's, it's moving meditation is what it really is. Mm-hmm. So what I tell my students is I I'm, I'm, I'm your guide on this journey and yoga is a journey. That's all it is. Yoga is just a journey. It's not a science. It's not an art. It's a journey. And my job as your quote unquote teacher is really just to guide you. But the destination that you're heading towards is the real teacher that exists within you. People call it their gut, Mm -hmm. their intuition, their higher self, your soul, Brahman, God that lives within you, God that is you, whatever you want to call it, it's really a journey to connect with that because it transcends the physical. And the only way to do that is to shut your phone off and to shut your laptop off and to shut your mouth and stop listening to an audio book, stop listening to a podcast. You know, podcasts are amazing. But you wouldn't be able to like you wouldn't be able to do this if you didn't give yourself some time to just be quiet and be alone. You know, the meditation that we did before this was so beautiful, also. So I, I think we have gotten away from being able to spend time alone by ourselves and just to move and to breathe. So it's a moving meditation. So there's seated meditation obviously there's walking meditation and yoga is a moving meditation where we spend 20 minutes focused on the breath and it's robotic i I learned this from my teacher and to spend 20 minutes just focusing on your breath while you move your body connecting every movement to a breath you're just moving energy you're flushing your system you're flossing your joints there's all of this physical tension that's stuck in your body and as you release the physical tension you're letting go of all that emotional baggage that's sitting deep 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 within the tissue because memories are stored within the body when you tie your shoe you're not thinking about what lace to go you can do it with your eyes closed because your body stored the memory of how to tie the shoelace so what you're doing is you're reworking all of those energies and all of that memory that's stored within your body and you're releasing it and you're letting it go and you sit in a pigeon and you open up your hips, man. And you let go of that girlfriend from 10 years ago who smashed your heart into a million pieces. And all of a sudden you're in tears on a yoga mat. You're like, what the hell just <laughs> happened? I'm crying in a room full of people right now. And that's what yoga is. It's you know, it's obviously, it's, it's physical exercise, but it's connecting the, the physical with the mental and the emotional and the spiritual it's you know yoga comes from uh, an ancient term that means to yoke which uh, union so it's the union of mind body soul it's aligning all of those things together and again it's that journey to connect you to the real teacher that exists
0: within you hmm. that's beautiful peter I could sense the enthusiasm and uh, and just the the just why yoga is so important to you and, and what it means to you, just in your voice as you were explaining that, right? And, and that's how you know someone is following their passion, <laughs> and their 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 purpose is when that excitement comes through. So yeah, um, I appreciate you kind of walking us through that, and it's like even that you know ten minute, 20 minute practice, you toning in with that, it's like, that adds up. Right. When you're doing it just for a little bit, day after day after day, and that adds up and you start to then open the threads, you open the gates of what yoga actually means and get to what Peter is explaining of of the union of the different components of, of who you are. Right. It starts with that. Take that one step towards just a 10 minute, 20 minute yoga practice, uh, or that 10 minute meditation practice. Right. And this has been a common thread uh, that, that, I keep bringing up in different episodes and people that come up, they, they bring it up themselves because it has such a big impact. Right. So my intention is even if there's one or two people, uh, that are listening that change Uh, their way. So one person says, I'm going to start now, you know, doing yoga or (laughs) doing meditation on a daily basis, and then that that can have a big impact, right? So um, so I I appreciate you kind of walking through that, Peter. Did you have a thought there? Yeah, I did.
1: And I'll use the analogy of reading books. Mm -hmm. You don't read a book to get better at reading books. that's not the goal and you don't practice yoga so you can get better at practicing yoga. You don't do things on your mat so you can get better at doing more things on your mat. That's not what it's about. Like, I don't care if you can touch your toes. Like you, you can touch your toes. Awesome. You can touch your kneecaps. Great. Like that's cool. It doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's about, I love, I love the quote. It's not about touching your toes. It's about what you learn on the way down. (laughs) If you, if you're not taking what you learn in that book if you're not taking the presence that you practice in your med in your seated meditation if you're not using the connection to your breath and the presence and connecting with your intuition and your gut instinct and the real teacher that's within you and then applying that to be a better husband or to be a better student or to be a better employee at whatever job you're working at, or to be a better CEO or a founder. If you're not taking those lessons that you learn on your mat and applying them to the other areas of your life, then it's not working.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's just like the the ripple effect from your yoga practice into other parts because it's all interconnected. Right, It all kind of flows into the different different buckets um, yeah, it's like what Garrett
1: said drinking water is one of the best things you can do for your finances <laughs> like those, those they're not connected yeah but it helps you to be a better version of yourself for all of the other things that are way more important in your mm-hmm. life yeah yeah absolutely
0: while you take a sip of water there some <laughs> water drink, drink 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 water kids <laughs> <laughs> well i appreciate you you sharing your story peter this is this has been an amazing conversation kind of talking about and as i reflect back on the episode it's like intention you know intention and transformation right like that was the the trigger point and the catalyst for so much that's happened and the journey that you've had around nutrition health and, and your relationship with disease right? how you've looked at it differently and, and made um made that the ops you know, made that kind of the obstacle is the way right like that making that the way and uh uh, and moving forward from that it's like the the yoga piece and how that's impacted your life and how you found your purpose and your calling within yoga um but it all happened through that initial kind of call for like something needs to change and i need to be more in alignment right and that that domino effect kind of falling in all of the things happening from thereafter right and the journey is still young right uh it's still it's still mm-hmm. ongoing and there's a lot more uh you know coming up in the future and you know as you mentioned you just want to continue to to share your gift in yoga and, and have more people practice um so we appreciate what you do thank you for uh for living your purpose and, and living with authenticity and really following uh, your passion. Um, and if anybody you know, feels compelled to do a yoga class, they're amazing with Peter. I had never done a, a virtual class and I did one with him. And uh, if, you know, as close as you can get to a, a, being in an actual yoga studio, <laughs> and it's funny because you said close your laptops, but you got to open it for that one. <laughs> <laughs> True, we got to figure that one out. So yeah. <laughs> we'll get some VR going. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Uh, but you know, if, if people are looking to just connect with you, Peter, um, or find you, obviously we, we I I put the plug in there with PeterLionsYoga.com, but in any other channels like Instagram or Facebook, if they want to just get in touch with you.
1: Sure. Yeah, I mean any of those work. Just search at Peter Lyons Yoga, L-Y-O-N-S. Um, pretty easy to find me. But is it right if we do just a quick um just a quick breathing exercise? Sure. For yeah. everybody? That's that's a okay.
0: perfect way to end the episode.
1: Yeah, so here's a thought that I have. Um, For all of you listening right now, just stop whatever it is that you're doing. If you can, obviously, if you're driving, you you can't necessarily (laughs) do that. So keep your eyes open if if you're driving or operating heavy machinery, please. But if you can, just be still for a moment wherever you are. If you can, safely close your eyes and just take a deep breath in. And take a deep breath out. Again, long, slow inhale through your nose, lifting the energy all the way up, sitting up nice and tall. Open your mouth, exhale, release it, let it go. Grounding yourself, just be present right here, right now. One more time, deep breath in. Keep your lips sealed, exhale out the nose. And then follow my count. Breathe in, two, three, four, breathe out, Two three four inhale two three four breathe out two three four inhale two three four exhale two three four inhale two three four and exhale two three, keep going, count mentally to four as you inhale, and count mentally to four as you exhale. Just focusing on your counting of the breath. It's so simple. Feeling present in this moment right here, right now. Feeling grounded, feeling centered, feeling aligned. And as you prepare to go on through the rest of your day today, whatever you're going to do after you finish listening to this podcast episode, just carry this presence with you. Because it's the greatest gift that you can give to anyone that you talk to. Or even to yourself, to your family, to your friends, to your loved ones, just give them the gift of, of, of attention, of presence. It's the greatest gift you have to give. Relax control of your breath and open your eyes when you're ready. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dej. Thank you. Appreciate you being on. My pleasure. Have a great day, man. No my, oh